Oh, hello everybody. It's Friday again and it's um our podcast time. Love and hate. Hi, Mandy. Yes, hello. This is Mandy Nolan and Ellen Briggs from Women Like Us and we're doing our Love and Hate podcast in today. Oh, we love and hate so much. Oh, we do. And it is, I just have to let you know that it is, it's Ooh. morning. You can hear birds. We can hear them. In the background. It's um, very early. It's um, seven o'clock after we did a show last night in Bellingen for about 200 people. How lucky are we to be able to do a show for 200 people in COVID times? Um, but we're both a bit croaky because we came back to our Airbnb and we drank a little bit of whiskey. We had a little bit of whiskey. We didn't drink a lot, actually. We were no. very moderate. Yeah, but we're tired. No, we're tired. <laughs> tired because I couldn't find... I couldn't find the um, – I couldn't. I didn't know there was air con in the room. I was really hot. I put the fan on and it was like being in – like it was like being in Vietnam, I think, when during the war, that the choppers coming down. It was, it was only one setting and it was, it was pretty well, you know, kind of that. It was like – and I went, because I'm menopausal, I went, that's perfect. And John went, that's going off. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we bought our husbands this time. Yeah, we got them. Because this time we're talking about travel. Oh, we are too. We're talking about the things we love and hate about travel. And so this time, because we're, we're in Bellingham, which is about three hours from mm-hmm. our home, and we um, we bought our husbands. We went, oh, come down to Bellingham. It's really lovely. But really we wanted them to work at our gig. <laughs> yeah, we did. Hole. We didn't want to be stuck doing it because we'd be tired. You know, one of the things I because we, we just did it then, is, is um, a bad bed. Oh, yeah, everybody hates a bad bed, right? And how many times you get to a hotel and they've stinged out on the bed and they've yeah. got one of those thin, hard, angry mattresses. Yeah. And you sit on it, it's got no give in it. Yeah, yeah. I do like a hard mattress but not, not you know, not like a table. Yeah, I prefer a hard cock <laughs> with a soft mattress. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Too early for that. <laughs> Can't say cock before seven thirty. It is before seven thirty yeah, when well, we're recording this. Um, and also bally sheets. Bally sheets. I'm oh, not talking about balls that you're talking about. No, like you know, lint. Pilly. Appealing oh, that when it's got polyester. It, well, you know when it gets, they get those little balls on them. You know sheets. When oh, that's horrible. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's got that kind of. They're bad sheets. It's like it's scuffed up. Oh, scuffed oh, up sheets terrible. on a hard bed oh, with bad. a shit pillow. Yeah, I'm oh. really fussy with my pillows. I actually have. Do a you little... travel? Do you travel? Because I, well, I, I know I've travelled with you, but I don't always see you take your pillow. I've got the little pillow, the little travel pillow. It's a, it's a half size memory foam. Oh, mm. it's got half memory. Yeah, half <laughs> only memory. remembers half the dribble I do on it. Yeah, because I won't. Doesn't <laughs> it speak. Me. In the morning. So as you go, you know, you know, you don't see young people generally travelling with their pillow unless they're under the age of 10. Uh, I would never travel, I would never take a pillow on a plane that you can see. Because <laughs> it's a bad look. Never. Well, it means you've got hemorrhoids. Yeah, you can't do that. Oh, no, they're travelling with Anya, she's got the pillow. On the plane? I think she takes it everywhere. I don't know if she takes it on the plane, but she takes it when you're in the car. It's her special pillow. And the funniest thing we had travelled to... <laughs> Doing our witcher show. It's a really expensive because she gets a really bad neck. Yeah. And so, you know, if you get a bad neck, you get your special pillow. And, and even when one or two nights away, you can end up in crippling pain. So she has to take this very heavy, very cumbersome pillow. 
with her. And I'm we, sensing something. We, we stay we stay at my <laughs> friend's house. Right. And we go to pack up and Anya goes looking for a pillow and she goes, Where's it's gone? It's not even on my bed. It's been taken. And she goes Victoria, she goes, Oh <laughs> she goes, I might have thrown it out. Oh no. <laughs> she goes, Why would you go into my room and like just throw out my pillow by one thing? Fuck I couldn't stop laughing. Did she find it? Yeah, it had been taken upstairs. Somehow Victoria had taken the pillow and, and put accidentally it put it on another bed. She'd done, I think she thought it was, she just assumed we'd turned up and used her pillows. Well, she probably looked at it and went, that doesn't look right she on that bed. She probably thought, that's a, a weird like looking pillow. I'm putting it somewhere else. And she did. <laughs> Anya oh. just looked like, because it was like a $120 pillow. She's like, you could see her going, why would someone throw out my pillow? <laughs> Yes, well, I have a travel. I should get on your little travel pillow. Yeah. It's much better. You only need a little pillow for your head, but it's nice. to. I do like a good pillow. I um, yeah, You can't take your pillow on the plane. There's, some, there's something really wrong about that. Yeah. Sorry if you do take your pillow on the plane, listeners, but um, no. you, for me, I look at you and go, you've got hemorrhoids. And you know one thing I've found, I've bought so many of them, is the neck pillow. Um, supposed to be comfortable. Oh, the travel pillow. The travel pillow, never comfortable. No, they're terrible. I've they? never put on a neck pillow and gone, fuck, this is good. Yeah, I'm going to have a good sleep on but this plane. I've, I've bought a lot of neck pillows because neck pillows are different. They're just bought at the airport in the shape of you going around your neck. So you can have Isn't a little. Isn't that what we're talking about? A travel pillow. Oh, yeah, the travel pillow. Yeah. Are, oh, no. are See, we talking, I was talking about the same thing? I was talking about an actual pillow. Oh, right. And, but the, that's, you don't take an actual pillow on the plane. No. But the, I thought you meant you had a little travel. Like those little, those U-shaped ones. Oh, yeah. Well, we do. I think You can take those on the plane. I think you and I once actually dared each other to walk through the airport with those on our necks. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Yeah, that's right. And into the Virgin Lounge. Because <laughs> <laughs> really only fuckwits do that. Yeah, and we did on. it. We did it. The hot pink too. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where that is now. No. They're things you lose a lot when you travel, aren't they? Yeah, you don't. You buy them, but you just find the whole time. I tend to just roll up a jacket and shove it in next to the window if I've got the window set. Yeah. That's more comfortable than the neck thing. It's never comfortable anyway. Even trying it's to make... It's never comfortable on a plane. And you're so tall. But look at you, Ellen. Ellen, I've never... I've once... I've been in business class once in my whole life. But not Ellen. Ellen has flown overseas in fucking lying down. Yeah. That's I unbelievable. I have. Well, only because Alex has, we're used to, it's all over yeah. now. He has so many points, so he upgraded us. A very funny thing was last time when we went to America, and our kids, you know, how horrible is this? They were sort of going, Are we going in business class? Like, this is when they're teenagers, they're about 15 or 16. We're going in business class, and I went, oh, no, look what we've done to them, you yeah. know. And so I said, no, we're not. We were. And we got on the plane, and we sat down in business class, and one of them goes to the other one, imagine how good business class is if this is economy. <laughs> <laughs> Dickheads. Um, it is good. It's good to lay down on the plane. I can't even imagine what that's like. But, you know, I get that imp- I sort of get that imposter syndrome when I'm up there. You know, I feel like mm. I shouldn't be there, especially I'm on points. I shouldn't be there. It's kind of free for so me. So excuse me, everyone. I'm not really in business. This is points. Yeah. Just a <laughs> so points business person. I just feel like I shouldn't really be there. It's really funny. And that's why they always have it as a separate section. They don't want 
like the poor seeing that. No, you don't want to have to. And because there's one place you don't want a revolution about equity, and that's on a plane <laughs> in, a, in a metal tube <laughs> flying through the air. Yeah, when you can't get off. I think if I saw that and I was really uncomfortable, I could start a fucking uprising. Yeah. I'd go in there and it'd be a mini revolution. Well, you feel so shit. As, you know, oh, you're so overseas angry. travel. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever do it again. I don't love it. I don't love plane travel. You and I are very different on planes, aren't we? Yeah. You get on and you're real happy. You want to chat to everybody. I have a you chat. I do hi. have a chat. Yeah. And I get on and just do not – I don't want to know. I and don't want to know shuts, the story. I just shut down. down. She even shuts down. She won't even talk to me. Well, remember I even stopped sitting next to you. Yeah, she started getting her seats in other areas. <laughs> so she'd have to speak at well, all. at least across the aisle. Yeah, she just likes to be on the other side. And I have a little chat. I meet people. Mandy, Mandy goes, I made a friend on the plane. Like, <laughs> you, like she's six at the park. I made a friend. I go, they're not your friend. You'll never they see are. them again. I've made some lovely friends travelling. <laughs> They've never got in contact, but I've given them my cl- I've given them my number. I met this woman on the plane. It was on a domestic flight. And I accidentally booked a um, – I don't know if anyone's ever booked an international flight to do a domestic – Oh, they're um, always cheaper. Yeah, and you get on there and then you realise there's you're going, why does it tell me to get here two hours earlier? And then I went, oh, no. So I, dem- I booked a domestic one from the Gold Coast to Melbourne and mm. added an extra three hours to the trip through the palaver of going in and out through customs and yeah. having my bags. It's fucked up. Anyway, I met this really um, – because it was going to Tokyo. Right. I was just stopping off in Melbourne. And I met this lovely lady. This young, she was probably about my age, maybe a bit younger. And we just hit it off. We just we had lots of mutual friends. We talked. Um, she hugged me. She told me the most intimate details of her life. And I had a heart connection with a woman that you went, wow, she was this beautiful kind of, you know, vibrant redhead woman wearing this tight leopard skin dress like a 1950s rockabilly. And I thought she will call me. She never fucking called. <laughs> never called. I thought that's it. That's why you don't talk to people. I did have a. I I actually did have a lovely chat with a guy on a plane once. He was this giant, giant kind of like Lebanese dude from yeah. Sydney, and he had to do the big man spreading because he just his legs wouldn't fit, and he's like, "Oh, I'm really sorry, hey, look, they don't give us much room," <laughs> and so I kind of had to sit sideways, you know. And, he, and his full thigh was next to mine, oh. so we started chatting, and he was going. It was when I was going to Canberra, and it was just a short flight from mm. Sydney to Canberra, and he was going to meet a girl who he'd met online. Oh, really? And he was going to spend the weekend with her. Yeah, so it was really – and he was real nervous and he was showing me photos of her and I was going, do you reckon that's actually her? What if we get there? And it's, she doesn't look like that at all. Oh, that's hysterical. Yeah. And he, he was really he was really cute. He was a, um, he owned a panel beating shop in like Lakemba or somewhere. He wow. was really – yeah, he was cool. He showed me pictures of his kids. I never gave him my number, but I was happy to say, have a chat. Imagine if him. he rang though and you're at home and you go, bleep, bleep. You know, yeah. Oh, I met you on the plane. Yeah, hello. Uh, I'm just around. I'm around the corner. I thought I was coming yeah. over for a cup of coffee. Well, I ended up sharing. I ended up sharing a taxi with him. Wow. To my hotel, he he actually we that. got in the taxi and went to the hotel, and he was laughing, going um, going to the taxi driver. 
I'm not getting out here. We just met on the plane. How about that, mate? I met chicks on planes. And oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. He was really funny. I mean, he was much younger than me. He was, you know, he was no threat. It was really sweet. I actually, one of my favourite flying stories of travel, and I don't know if it's happened to anyone who's listening, where you've got a bit drunk on the plane and become sexually aroused, where you know the story of the couple like that, strangers on a plane, and, and they get pretty amorous. It's an international flight. It happens a lot on international Yeah, flights. and they get pretty horny and they're pretty – because they've hit the free booze and they've yeah. got drunk and she's it gets a bit dark and people get a bit sleepy. She's gone down on him, right? Yeah. Fully. Um, <laughs> and they've been caught. Who are these people? These, it's not me. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm just telling you. They don't know each other. They have other families and husbands and wives. So when they arrive oh. at their destination, they're let off by the, you know, the air police. Oh, they got busted. They got busted. Their husbands and wives, respectively, with their families are waiting for them at arrival. But they're being... They're, oh, no. And then they were, like, on the front page of the paper. That, you know, it was like a... That's brilliant. It was like a, you know, kind of over... It was yeah. 40,000 feet in the air blowjob. There's a lesson, kids. I know, isn't it? <laughs> Bring a blanket. My girlfriend, if you're going to do a blowjob on a plane, you to do blanket. it under a blanket. My, my girlfriend <laughs> is um, oh, and the gross, all the gross plane blankets. Um, my girlfriend is a flight manager for Virgin and she has told me some of the most horrendous stories. But pe- pe- people try to have sex all the time. On really? Planes. Yeah, all the time. She's always catching people with hands down pants and, yeah, blowjobs. What did she say? Could you take that? Could you not do that? Yeah. Like, does she just go, oh, well, it's just a bit of self-stim. I'll come back later. No, I think she has to tell them off. Must yeah, be a thing. people around. Yeah, you can't. And the gross, she, but she said the grossest thing on planes is people's feet. You know, they take their shoes off and they put them up on the back of the seat. Ew. So they're right near someone's head or they shove them in the side, you know. Near, so where you put your elbow, there'll be a foot there. <laughs> Fuck. See, I can't, I just can't handle all that stuff. You prefer that. If you were, if you were a flight attendant, you'd be walking around, the fucking's fine, the blowjobs are fine, but yeah. the feet have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd call the cops on the feet. Have you ever had sex while travelling? Me? Yeah. No. Never had a traveller? No. On a plane? <laughs> yeah, on a plane. No. Nah, have you? No. No, I no, haven't. I'm not on a plane. I've never even thought about it in on a plane. In the dirty toilet. I can't even imagine that disgusting no. toilet, but that would be not very good. No. No, so, that wouldn't be good. So I don't, I don't love I don't love not plane on a bus. travel. No, not on a Someone, bus. Someone, once I had it, got a bus and I, I was about 16 and there's Dude just tried to pick me up on the bus, fully worked, like fully picked me up on the bus. Uh-huh. It wasn't like a, it was a bus going somewhere. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a. Um, it wasn't like the local, the local just bus. Just one suburb to stops. another. It was about a two or three hour drive and he just sort of, he kept getting closer and closer. And then he was, he was a good looking young guy. I was young and he would sit in there and he was like leaning over with his looking over and that. And then he comes and sits next to me and then he just starts. And then he just starts trying to get my hand on his cock. Oh. And, can, and I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to like to finish reading. <laughs> I don't even know this dude. And he's like going, You're on the what McCaffrey's. a dude. He goes, yeah, it was like a McCafferty's. And he goes, he's like, well, you might as well. 
Oh, you might as well. You've got nothing yeah, else to do. Old ladies sitting over there with oh, their crocheting, no. and I'm like going, "Can you leave me alone?" It was gross. Oh, that is gross. It was a bit gross, and it was kind of like, but he was very insistent on that. That he was, it was, you know. And I went, "God, that, fuck off, dude." That was weird. Yeah, that's horrible. It was horrible. It was like being assaulted on the bus, yeah, but I did horrible. get rid of him. I did manage to get rid of him. Push him off the bus. Yeah, pushed him off. It was the driver. <laughs> <laughs> the person I've told this story is really traumatised. I can't go on to McCafferty's now. God. I can only travel Greyhound. Yeah. Happened on that too. Um, I remember catch when I was real when I was younger, still living in Canberra, and I was coming up to Byron Bay. Um, that's a long bus trip, yeah, you know, is. from like Sydney to Byron Bay. It's overnight. And there was this backpacker, I don't know where she was from, but she'd go like fully sound asleep. And then as soon as the bus stopped, she would go, is this Bill on Bay? Oh, is really? Is this Bill on Bay? And uh-huh. everyone on the bus, after about six hours, just started yelling at her. <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking tell you when we get to Byron Bay, shut up. Oh, you just so want to go past a stop and, like, drop her <laughs> and somewhere And go, yeah, else. this is Bill on Bay. Yeah, drop her in casino. <laughs> it's, um, it is really, I, I do remember doing that trip, I did that trip once. I broke up with a boyfriend and it's when you had to get, like, a bus. Um, it's weird because... Airfares became cheaper at times than buses, but then you'd get a bus because I couldn't afford an airfare. Um, and I, I cried the whole way because I'd broken up with a boyfriend and no one sat next to me. You would have loved that. I was just like crying. So not just a little bit of crying, quiet crying. I was like... <laughs> oh, see, if I, saw, if I actually saw someone like that on a plane or them? a bus, yeah, I would yeah, go no, and they say, wouldn't. No right. one sat next to me. Oh. They just sat, they just, they just ignored me. And it was kind of good. Oh. And I arrived in after a, 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 a I've never had, so, there's something nostalgic about looking out of a window and watching things yeah. go by in this sense. It's like sense. a Paul Kelly film I'm, clip. Yeah, of leaving stuff behind you and of moving into somewhere else. It's, and it's pedestrian, particularly on a bus. Yeah. Like a, there's nothing, it's a bit like one of those, it's feel like you're in a film. Yeah, you do. Yeah, where you're like going. Like an Aussie film you know, you see the girl get on the bus and it's over. Yeah. That's exactly what it was like. Aww. And as you drove away, that you're not going back. Yeah. And you and it was felt like that. And I just I couldn't stop. Aww. I arrived in Byron. It was amazing. I arrived in Byron. I walked down to the beach. And it was the one day years ago when they had a kite flying competition. So I sat on the beach and there was a thousand kites. And oh, I went. start of new beginnings. Oh, it's beautiful. That's a nice story. A beautiful story. It was actually really it's beautiful. Sad with a nice ending. I yeah, like and it. And a friend of mine who lived across the road from the beach bought me a cup of tea. Oh. Had a cup of tea on the beach. And went, I wish these kites would fuck off. Yeah, I know. It's really. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the travel thing was. Um, There's one. Actually, I did. Look, when I say I've never met a friend on a plane, mm. I actually made a very good friend on a very small plane. Tara and Brumford. Oh, there you go. When we did, um, we went out to the Channel Country, yeah. Ladies' Day weekend, we go to that tiny little airport. What's it? Archerfield in yeah. Brisbane. It's like something out of a 1950s movie, isn't it? It's yeah. just amazing. And we had to get on this very small plane that only sat 12 people or something. She's terrified of flying. Like She's actually even boarded a proper commercial flight, like a Virgin or Jetstar mm. or Qantas or something, and got off. Wow. Because she's had such a bad panic attack. So she started freaking out because the, the pilot comes in and basically starts saying, um, oh, you know, there's um, 
there's fire blankets in case the thing catches on fire. Like, and it was all really blase I've been about on that it. plane, yeah. and, I know, and he, he goes, if you, if you, there's no toilet. Yeah. Like, it's a three- or yeah, four-hour trip, and you've got to go to the toilet before you go, and you're like... <gasps> yeah, yeah, And that yeah. makes you want to go to the toilet. Yeah. And he was seemed very young. You know, he was like mm. this young, skinny kind of Aussie guy, yeah. and you were just like, oh... You know, I, I don't love it, but it didn't really bother me. Anyway, I look over... And she's pretty much hyperventilating. Right. And she's on her phone looking at how long it's going to take her to drive out there because <laughs> she was going to go and hire a car. And I'd never met her. We'd all, you know what it's like. Yeah. You get there and there's all the different entertainers and everything. And so I just kind of went and sat next to her and put my hand on her back. And I said, you're going to be okay. You're fine. And I made sure when we sat on the plane, because it's one row. Yeah. And then there's a little aisle in the middle. So I just sat right next to her. So I could just sort of have my hand on her the whole time. And I gave her a, well, I gave her a podcast to listen to. I'm not sure it was the best one. It was one of a crime one (laughs) about someone being murdered. Um, but it just took it took her mind off it. Anyway, she she pulled out her essential oils. Oh no! <laughs> she's having a sniff and putting them on her wrist and putting them, you know, just dousing herself in That's essential hysterical. oils. And I remember thinking, Oh yeah, you'll be right. The plane will go down in flames, and you'll you'll, <laughs> you'll live. walk away because of your fucking lavender essence or you something. I think you're lang, you're lang. <laughs> Who would have thought that thing? Imagine it going, uh, my name's Peter, I'm your, your pilot today. I'm just going to let you know, um, in the middle of an emergency, the ylang ylang will drop down. Yeah. And if you yeah. could just, instead of the mask, if you could just put on your wrists and sniff it, yeah. Um, yeah. you'll die better. So she, yeah. Anyway, we became good friends. She did have a bit of a panic when that young pilot turned around mid-flight and Goes all right. Who wants a sandwich? Oh, that's so weird, isn't it? <laughs> and she's like, "Who's flying the plane?" That was. I got that food. I got that five. It's the same thing when they bring this. Because you do feel like you're in the car. Like, we had a little tray of sandwiches with glad wrap on them. Yeah, and, I'm like, and it felt like he'd made them. And you, he must fly the whole time. Gun. All right, this is the bit where I got to give the sandwiches. Yeah. Okay, who wants a sanger? Yeah. <laughs> and I, of course, go. And a can of lemonade or I something. Know, so can I? Went, do you have anything gluten free? <laughs> He's like, what? Yeah, yeah, there was no kitchen to go back to. No. That's a pretty good No, he's it. handing out sandwiches from the front with. It's not what you expect a pilot flying. to do, do you? You don't expect him. Well, and then he parked up the plane when yeah. we got there, and next thing he's in the bar. I don't think. He poured the beers all weekend. Yeah, I don't. Oh, that's so yeah, I know. I don't think you should be doing catering. Like, it's we want them to do one job. No, it's a spe- and it's an important job. Yeah, like, just fly it. I, don't, yeah. I, I remember once teaching a pilot comedy. And he told me how much he wanted to be a comedian. And I said to him, I, you don't want to hear that from a pilot. No. The only thing I want to know a pilot wants to do is fly a fucking plane. Yeah, That's and all, be serious about and it. And this is all you want to do your whole life. You've never wanted anything else more than this. Because <laughs> if I get in a plane and I'm with someone who doesn't love their job, yeah, I don't feel good about my chances of yeah. landing. Yeah. You've got to be obsessed with this job. Yeah. You know, and most of them are. He wasn't a very good comedian, actually. <laughs> well, let's hope he was a good pilot. <laughs> I don't know. He's disappeared. <laughs> uh, probably dead. What about uh, driving? What do you? Because you know me, I love a road trip. Yeah, I love. I love road trips. Yeah, love it. Me too. One of the things I missed the most during COVID was the fact that there just was, there was no trips, and that's why I got. I drove to Melbourne three times I before know. Melbourne lockdown, obviously. But I just getting in that car. And I love this space of just driving, and I can in the daytime. Not night. I'm not a night driver, um, but I can drive eight hours easy without 
it's just a half hour break. It's fine. It's yeah. just, you're just so mindful. Yeah, I really love it too. I mm. love it. And I, you're right, I missed it too. So when I, I had a gig down in Orange and it was going to be really hard to fly there and because the borders had shut and I just went, oh, I'll drive. And the guy goes, do you know how far it is, Helen? And I went, yeah. Stopped in Armadale the night. You know, it's, it's lovely. I really love it. You have a sense when you drive places of, of where it is. I think flying particularly, I mean, obviously it's in term talking internally because we're in Ireland, um, but it gives you a great sense of Australia when you drive it. Like it's sometimes you haven't got time to, but when you have time to, to actually have time to cover that space gives you a sense of the size of the country. And mm. and when you arrive, like there is that, I love that feeling, like even like driving into Sydney or Melbourne, places I've been, you know, thousands of times, mm. that when you arrive as a plane, it's not that exciting. That little oh, thrill when you touch down is a bit like, oh, okay. But when you drive in, you get that feeling like, oh, I'm here. I'm in the city. I'm yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. You do get. Yeah. And it's the relief. And also the changing. You know, you can drive for four hours and you're in a – it looks like a completely different world here. I mean, even where we are here, we're three hours from home, but the countryside looks different. There's no camp for laurels, which we're covered in where we are. You know, and it's, I bought some. It's, did you? You bought some <laughs> seeds to throw out? <laughs> On your one, shoes. One of the things I find the hardest travelling, and this is funny, you're talking about going there, and particularly on our road trips, is the lack of coffee. Like yeah, good coffee. You and do struggle with that, don't you? Overseas, I struggle with a lot is that I was, you know, going, and I just thought there'd be good coffee everywhere. I thought, I didn't think we'd have the best coffee in Australia in on our coastal. Like it's coffee's spreading inland now, but our coastal area, Australia. We're quite- Pot. We're quite up ourselves. We have amazing about our coffee. coffee. We have incredible we? cafes. I think coastally, mm. our cafes. Like our, our, I'm not talking about. <clears throat> excuse me. Sometimes inland, I'm not talking about roadhouses. That's not coffee. That's not a cafe. We have walked into <laughs> one of the funniest ones was some tiny little town, <laughs> and a guy has like the. Well, would we call it a cafe? It's kind it's of the corner ca- store, and he makes it's some the food only in shop there as in well. the entire place. And for for probably a couple of hours, yeah. And he he goes, oh, you know, I'll get you girls some lunch, and we go in, and he makes us a little sandwich or something, and then he, Mandy goes, I'd love a latte, and he goes, a what? <laughs> he's in the world. And he's got a little bit of international roast. Yeah, that was in it. The tin. I was going. See, I can go. have, I can drink that coffee. It doesn't, I hate it. It doesn't bother me. I know you'll actually throw out a coffee. I'll throw you? it out. I can't. I can't have that. Yeah, it's I don't. Gross. I don't really mind. And I do find that for me is a real thing when I'm travelling. If I have a really, if I can't get a good coffee that day, it kind of puts me off. Oh. Don't like it. Like I get. I always take a coffee with me from the house. And look, we're in Bellinger. Like I know this. Great coffee in this yeah. town. We're going out for breakfast soon. We're going to have good coffee. And really good food. Yeah. So, you know, there's no worry in that department. Um, what about, what What do you hate about road trips? Coffee, obviously, for you. I hate going to a servo toilet. You know, the ones that mm. you go, and you're busting, go, you go to the toilet and go, yeah. It's, it's, out, it's not, there's not even a key because they don't lock it. Yeah. Because it can't be worse like no one can do anything worse yeah. to it. You get in there and you go, did they clean this 10 years ago? Like it's <laughs> it's like it just it's demolished. I hate that. That's one of yeah. the things I hate the most. The big, well, that's what, that's one good thing. We have those huge servos on the side yeah, do get, of the highway, no, and, and they're 
They're always good toilets. I love seeing the I love seeing the truckies going there and the yeah. truck stop. They've got their little thongs on and their little toiletry bags and their towels. They're going to have a little shower in there. That's so cute. They're do, so cute. Do you remember though when we went through Tinga? That was my favourite sign, the biggest sign oh, in yeah. that town. It just said clean toilets. Yeah, that that was kind of what they were famous for. And I reckon when you're out there, you know how 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 major what the if if that's how important it is. Imagine how bad the toilets are. Yeah. Everywhere else. Everywhere else. Those kind of things are, um, yeah, I find that the hardest. Yeah. I didn't like when I was in Greece, it, it took me a while to deal with the toilet paper in the bin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a real Greek thing, isn't it? In the airport. Yeah. Not uh, not changed, spilling out all over the yeah. floor. I felt like I was in an E. coli nest. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was scary. Yeah, they have a terrible septic system in Greece. I know, that, yeah, and I imagine, I've never been to India and I know that, you know. Yeah. Did you whole... use any of the drop toilets when you were in Europe? No. Did you have to squat over? No, I never used any of those. How, what are they like? Well, they're, I mean, it's it's supposed to be the best position for your body to, to squat. Yeah, to squat. Unless you're, you're in a wheelchair. While you're doing a poo. <laughs> but um, hard on your knees. And for me, I wear big long dresses. You've got to oh. bunch them all up and... Yeah, they're not they're not great. I wouldn't like that because people great. have been squatting near the whole like you you Yeah, you could miss. Yeah. Yeah, they're not great. What if you do miss? Yeah. You get your feet. Yeah, that's bad. So that they're the kind of things yeah, they're I, I guess. you know what I love on road trip? I love you know I love this. Big things on the road. Oh, you do love. She loves and I'm, when we and most people think when you say big things that you mean like the big banana and the big pineapple. No. no. Big like big. half a house being moved. Yeah. When you see trucks and they go, you know what I get really excited about when I see the car coming and it's got the siren. The pilot and vehicle. Yeah, the pilot vehicle and it's got, you know, big load coming and I go, fuck, this Science. is going to be a good what one. What is it? And it's some giant, like, bit of machinery or a oh, pylon or I, I know, that was that weird stuff. with the I went, that is not something I ever would have noticed. <laughs> but do you notice big things now and go, yeah, fuck, I did that's notice. actually I'd a go, pretty good one. Ellen would like that one. <laughs> It's a big one to get on the road to drive. I, that's kind of that would be like my dream job to be a pilot for big things. Not to actually drive the truck, no, just to drive just ahead to be of the it. Pilot, just that power of going fucking get over. There's something big coming. Yeah, watch out. Yeah, yeah. push off. Yeah, that is. You often worry about the. Um, that's what I could do. Yeah, so my career change. Have you ever spend much time in a caravan? Speaking of travel. Yeah. Do you like? Uh, do you like right now? Cara, I saw something the other day and I didn't know whether it was a sign of age. It's the first time I ever felt the desire to have my own caravan. Yeah. They're um, very hip now. Oh, you're talking about the cool, funky caravans or are you talking about like the... No, I'm talking about the caravans that people have taken now and how gorgeous they make them. Oh, yeah, the, the little ones. Oh. Well, so my every single holiday of my youth was spent in a caravan. We had a caravan at the south coast. A Chesney caravan. That was oh, like a big brand. That would be cool now. Yeah, really cool. It was a big one. You don't take it on the road. It was like a big 30-footer with the annex and, wow. yeah, the pump water. Remember that? Like, that, I'll just get a drink. Oh, <laughs> it's great. And you had to sleep behind the vinyl curtain. Yeah. Oh, well, my bed my bed was the table. Oh, you slept you know, You're you a table. You put the table I down and then that. pop the cushion in. Yeah. And you can always feel the gaps. And the cushion matter. kind of slides out a little bit. When you're a kid, you don't care. You put your sleeping bag. Oh, we always had sleeping bags. Oh, I love that. You know, so really, yeah, mum really scrimped on the sheets and she, she'd just go, you got your sleeping bag in the caravan. Oh. And the little cupboards, you know. Oh, They're yeah, I did. Adorable. I did really love it. I didn't love having to go into the 
shared toilet all the time. That's where we used to have to put five dollars, uh, five dollars, five cents in for the shower. Yeah, you know, and it would keep running out, and you'd keep putting your five cents in. Yeah, taking. I always find that taking your bag over, trying to get your undies on without yeah, getting them wet. Yeah, on the little with wooden seat. On. Yeah, I don't love that. No, that was that was kind of the more challenging aspect. I did I did like a caravan. I didn't like hearing people eat eat. Yeah. Do everything. Everything. Snore. Root, eat, snore. Yeah. Very. Yeah. You you, just... If you want to. But those little gorgeous retro caravans now. Oh, my God, they're amazing. Yeah. I do want to, you know, Alex, and I don't know, this is probably a sign of age. We're really looking forward to doing some trips in like a Winnebago, you know, hiring the camper van thing and going for a... going to Tasmania or something. Something like know? that. Just driving just around, driving stopping around. off. Yeah, and then you stop and you sleep in your car and you have your breakfast cereal and you get back on the road. Oh, I don't I'm kind of looking forward that. to that. Well, that, that combines driving, yeah, um, with travelling, and if you've got it, if it's comfortable, yeah. Because one of the things is, you know, after a while, it gets you down when you're travelling. If you're going to places, is lugging all your shit, yeah. And you start off with a really good suitcase, but by the end, it's demolished. So if you can just leave it, yeah, and take that part out of it, like you know, lugging in a hotel, out of hotel, oh, hey, in yeah. a hotel. Out of hotel. Yeah, it do- after a while it does, doesn't it? And I you go. It. And half your bag is dirty clothes, and you, yeah, it's just fuck. You end up just going, fuck yeah. it, wear the dirty just clothes. Just that turning up and arriving constantly and having to pack up and leave. Yeah. Where it just starts to become more. It's not, you go like, oh, and you just, forget shit in every hotel. That's where your the phone charger. Oh, yeah, always. There things. must be a giant pile of phone chargers in every hotel. The things people leave office. behind where you go, is it worth calling? I just leave it go. Yeah. Like, you're not going to ring for a phone charger. I wouldn't. Some people would. There's a lot of things I wouldn't ring for. They, yeah, they, they wouldn't send it to you. They'd just go too bad. Just, Do you know if you ever forget your phone charger, just go down to reception and they'll find one because right. all the lost ones. Oh, that's a good They just hint. have a huge cupboard of phone chargers. That's how I used to get school jumpers. Oh, yeah. I'd go to school <laughs> and I'd go, I think Ivy's left her um, jumper. Can I have a look through lost property? And I'd go through and I'd go, that's it. And it would have Jeff on it. Yeah. I went, yeah, we bought it off Jeff's mum and take it. <laughs> yeah, good. It's a great way to get a jumper because kids lose jumpers all the time. So, and hats. Oh, God, yeah, you have to wash the hat. You don't want to get too much yeah. nits on it. But, yeah, same thing, hats and jumpers. Yeah. That's got nothing to do with And um, what about trains? Oh, I... I um. You like travelling on trains? I do, I love trains. I love travelling on a... I love a sleeper. God, it's amazing. I've done lots of trips on trains. I've done those the shitty Centrelink. Not Centrelink. What is it? <laughs> Countrylink. <laughs> Imagine the Centrelink train. It is the Centrelink. It was the, the Centrelink train. It basically train. is, isn't it? And it was. I was getting it with the kids when they were small because I was For those on, of you, if you're listening overseas, Centrelink is our social security it is. system. And it sounds a lot like Countrylink. And I think that's Which not is our train system. a coincidence because you get, when you're on Centrelink, like I was because I was a single mum and I had that time... I had two little kids under the age of four and I would get two free trips on my on my pad, a pension card. I had a pension card at 30, Ellen. And <laughs> I that, bet you wish you had one now. That opened up the world of travel. <laughs> oh, my pension card's on the way now for a whole different reason, but I had opened up my travel. I went, and you'd go, I've got to go because it's my free trip and you'd get your trip to Sydney and I'd take the kids because they were free too and do that kind of 14-hour trip or 15-hour trip. And, you were, and I'd, I'd set it up so I'd get the seat so I could turn it around. I'd make a, a cubby under the 
things and the, the kids oh, yeah. could go in there. I had games. And by the end of the trip, I had every person's neglected child sitting. I was reading and and I was <laughs> I had like bloody 13 kids or something all assembled around out because ours was the fun, yeah. the fun bit. That you was, made the cubby. I made the cubby. I worked those trips. I worked like a childcare worker to oh. keep them busy. And you know, I know everyone else is going. God damn, I'm going up and fag on stop. <laughs> oh yeah, when it stops and everyone jumps everyone out jumps and sucks there. down half a durry. I'm heading up. Back on. Yeah, it was so. That wasn't good. But the one time I got a sleep, one time that graded me to a sleeper. I couldn't, couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. I had a shower. Oh wow. Yeah. I had a shower. I had a hot shower on a train. Wow. And I was locked in. It was beautiful. I watched. Oh, it's a really nice way to travel. Yeah, I've never done that. Oh, you know, I, I I don't know if I've talked about it on any of our podcasts. You don't like it. I mm. really don't. I have a real phobia about it. I, have I ever told you the story about getting on the train when we lived in Belgium? No, with I don't the think kids. so. So, we, you know, we had the twins and I had the big double pram. They weren't as kind of streamlined as they are now. And where we lived, it was about a 30-minute train trip to, um, oh, what's it called? It's a really beautiful, Antwerp. Mm. Is it? Antwerp? Yeah. Bruges. No, Bruges. Beautiful, beautiful town in Belgium. So I used to go there with the kids. We'd just And I would get on the train, Mandy. You would be yeah, very I'm proud impressed because Ellen doesn't like trains. So she doesn't usually really do Really scared trip. of being on a train. Um, but this was in the day. Hate trains. Yeah. Lots of people... Lots of people used it, so it would be fine. Anyway, this particular day, I, I usually could just push the pram on with the kids in the pram and sit in that area, you know, where people have yeah. luggage and stuff. I don't know if the doors were kind of not open properly or something, but the pram kind of got jammed Oh, oh no, in with there. kids in it. Yeah, with kids in it. And so I said to the kids, jump out, because, they were, you know, they were old enough yeah. that they could get themselves out of the pram. I said, jump out, and, and, I, and I sort of kept doing it. But the train started to go. Oh, my God. And I couldn't get in the train. So my kids are in the carriage, <gasps> jumping on the chairs, having a great time. Oh my God, and the Ellen. train starts to go. And I was screaming like I was being murdered. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, so did it Terrifying. stop? Yeah, it stopped. And I had to run down to the end of the platform and they were yelling at me in, you know, in Flemish and just fucking, it was horrible. And the lady just got the pram and... Like rammed it in and broke the side of it, so then I'm then I and then I didn't want to go, but I'm on the train because I was just thinking, what am I going to do? Like I can't. Oh, no, there'd be child sex traffickers just waiting. Well, and I was told before we went and lived there, and I don't know if this is still the case, but there were some really high profile um, cases about children being found in fucking basements and stuff in Belgium, and and like highest level judges, police officers, doctors, they were all involved in it, in these kind of sex slave things. And a woman from the federal police who I knew, I worked with her husband, she said to me, do not take your eyes off your children while you're in Belgium. Like, you know, this has gone dark now. Um, a, whole, a whole heap of... <laughs> the travel, this yeah, is a travel Yeah, a whole heap warning. of stuff comes from Belgium, like to do with kids. So I'm thinking, oh, there go my kids. Um, anyway, I got on, but the woman was yelling at me, and then I so then I had this broken pram. So I have I get there to Bruges, and one kid's kind of half buckled up in the pram, <laughs> you know, and I was like, I'll just get a milkshake and go home. That was oh, terrifying. That's a day. But yeah, I really I feel very uncomfortable on. I'm better now though, right? I mean, there was a time I just couldn't even. I couldn't even oh, get on them. I'm I remember getting on a train. Attacks. We had to go. We were travelling to a gig, and we decided it was cheaper to get the train. 
And of course, on the carriage, I went, I could see oh, this woman at the station, gosh. and she was really floridly psychotic. And um, I went, she's going to come up near us. And of course, I smiled at her. Yeah. It was game on. Yeah. And I could see Ellen sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Going for Ellen's really breathing this one through because the woman was going a little bit postal, but um, she was okay in the end. Oh, and it happens all the time. The 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 worst one was when I was travelling to my friend Linda's house, packed absolutely packed train carriage, you know, with people packed, and this really drunk sort of older guy got on off his face and he sat next to this young girl and was just harassing her and he was like oh you got beautiful eyes give us a kiss darling give us a kiss give us a kiss and she was um crying she was crying and had her hands up on the side of her face and nobody did anything yeah because i was was yeah i was terrified but i actually stood up when the train stopped at a stop and i i went excuse me come over here come and sit with me come and sit with me and i just glared at everybody else and this poor young girl came and sat with me and she just had tears rolling down her face she was like an international traveler poor girl backpacker and she was like thank you thank you for being so brave and i wanted to say to her if only you fucking knew i'm terrified yeah but that's like my worst can't let someone that that that, you know that's that's a good act of of intervention because sometimes when you're travelling, shit like that happens and you're so out of control. Yeah. And it's, you know, and you've and got to go. And she's doing that thing that women do, trying to keep him happy, trying, yeah. to, trying to be, you know. So she basically did the right thing. She got up when the train came to a stop like she was getting off and he kind of yeah. just thought she was getting off and sat there and started singing football songs. Oh, what a wanker. Fucking dickhead. Yeah, that it is horrible. horrible. So I, I do not love a train. I, hate, I especially hate train stations. Yeah. When you're sitting there waiting for a train to come. I've watched, a, and if I even watch a movie, yeah. when there's people in train stations, I just go, no, can't do it. Really? You can't do the train I station? I just can't watch that scene because, see, someone's going to get pushed onto the tracks. Just like in House of Cards. Yes. That's a good scene. Yeah, and Spoiler. I didn't expect that coming. And oh. can you imagine the anxiety oh, I had over that? Oh, it would have been harsh. <laughs> don't know. What about, um, you know, they're all travelling via, would you go to the moon? Like, you know, or into space. You know how there's now virgins looking at... No. You know, because you go up there, have a look, turn around, come no, back. I don't think I would. I'm not interested. To have a look. People are. They're paying like 200000 or something. If you no. could do it for free? No. 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 What's the point? You're would not... you jump out of a plane? No. I was, that's if that's I was, one way to travel. If I was... Like, if, if I had to, because it was on fire, yes. Yeah. But not... That doesn't happen much. That no. a plane catches on fire and people jump out and survive. What's the scariest plane trip you've had where you thought, I'm going to die? Um, coming into Malaysia. Mm. Was it Malaysia? No, it was Bangkok. It was Philippine Airlines. It was the first time I went to Europe. And it was this huge electrical storm. And as we were coming into land, there's lightning all around us. And the plane, it was so kind of violent, this storm. The plane was rocking everywhere. And some of the overhead lockers started popping open because the plane was actually twisting. (gasps) So shit was falling out of lockers. And uh, do you know, at the time I was kind of like, because I had never been on a, I'd never been on an international plane. And so I kind of just went, oh, this must be normal. Oh, right, yeah. And he goes in and pulled out of the landing and turned around again. And a few people started freaking out. And then he came in again. But, yeah, the shit coming out of – and, you know, a couple of the oxygen masks popped down because wow. the plane actually twisted. And I remember telling Alex, and he was just white. He goes, 
that never fucking happens. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, it happened. And that was a plane. That was back in the days where you could smoke on a plane. Wow. So the the plane was... twisted. So it actually was like... It it was so violent, this storm that we were flying through. Wow. And then he couldn't land. He he basically got up and circled a bit and then came back down and had another bite of it. Had a few cracks. I've had a bit where they've had a few cracks to get it down. And you know on the second crack, when they failed on the third crack, you're going, I don't know what happens because I know they do run out of petrol. Yeah. Sometimes there's no cracks left. They run run pretty short. Yeah, because they're right on the edge. What about you? So that's been the scariest one for me. What about you? Mine was just on a little flight. Um, It's a tiny regional airline coming back from a gig in Rockhampton or somewhere like that and it hit once again small flight hit turbulence and you know it's bad when it, it they didn't know it's like they you know they usually they know they're about to fly into it but it's kind of came out, came out of they nowhere. were doing they were doing the little trolley dolly sort of service of putting the stuff off the trolley and and, and then they hit this massive amount of it was like hitting a I don't know like it dropped the plane dropped oh. suddenly and the the flight attendant flew up Hit the like literally kind of hit her head on the thing. Oh no! And then she she kind of like had a little yeah she like she and then stuff went everything and she just basically bolted back like they they just bolted back strapped yeah. in and I went oh it's game on and I was sitting there and it was yeah that, that doesn't make you feel good when they're nervous and they're like she didn't look comfortable and she'd yeah. hurt herself and she went oh my and and I had just had got my, my cheese and my biscuits and. I was I had been on a low carb diet and I went well I could die I might eat the carbs, um, <laughs> so I'm eating the cheese and I, I bred the and I ate the cheese first and I, I want I had two biscuits left and I thought and we kept hitting turbulence like bang bang and I thought I'm just going to eat my way through because it's a great way to push yeah. it down and I I do you don't want to die hungry and I do come up I don't people like start screaming and carrying on because people were fr- like going oh no like it, yeah. I'm like shut the fuck up. Yeah, that makes it worse. Keep it to yourself. Like, I actually get quite calm in that situation. People that start verbalising their fear yeah. piss me off. Because um, <laughs> you're just going, it's not going to change the outcome. You're no. just making everyone else freak out, dickhead. Shut up. So I just ate my fear. And then I went, oh, my God, I would so love some more cheese, but I can't really push up for, you know, in the middle of this and ask for more <laughs> cheese. And I looked down and I had another little thing of cheese. What? I went, I don't know how that happened, so I open it up, I eat it, and then I look over the guy next to me, and I realise in one of the thumps where we'd gone it's up, bounced off. his cheese had gone up and come down, and he just watched me eat his cheese. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I ate the dude's cheese. Uh, it's like this woman, she's a monster. <laughs> We're going to die. She's just stealing food. Yeah, that's how it's going to go down when we get to the island. I'll survive. <laughs> My favourite person I had on a flight was I had, a, like, I had the best flight once. And I was talking about how much I hate people um, verbalising their fear on planes because I find it um, – but this young bloke had clearly had autism. He was doing an unaccompanied flight and he had no external – he had all ex- – his inner, inner monologue was externalised. Oh. oh, my God. And everyone was sitting there, and it was a bit of a rough flight. And he's he's going, "Oh my god, we're going to die! We're going to die! We're going to die!" He goes, "Oh, my mum loves me. She's going to miss me." Go to her. She's he's dead. I'm like, I was like laughing. So yeah. he, he was just adorable. And he, and the more he said it, I could see people people were panicking 
because he was going. We're going to die. He goes, oh, we're going to die. We're not going to make it. Oh, this <laughs> this is not good. Oh, can I see the pilot? No. <laughs> and I, he never stopped the whole time. It was, it was fucking oh, awesome. And, he's, and he kept going, go the blues. And he kept going, my mum will miss me. She lo- My mum loves me. My mum loves me. My mum loves me. We're going to die. And then eventually... He went, I can see land. I see land. And when we landed, he stood up and he went, I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love him. He was beautiful. And I was like, I had to go up afterwards and I went and said, hello. You know, that was an exciting flight, wasn't it? Because, you know, I was being really badly looked at because I was, I was, because his, I just, he was so, he didn't mean to be funny. And he was so honest. So honest. That's what everyone else is thinking. And everyone else is freaking out because they couldn't handle, and the flight attendants couldn't stay further away. Like, oh. they didn't know how to, in, like, oh, I'm going, just, you know, you can talk to him. He's yeah. fine. Um, they couldn't interact with him. Then everyone just sat there freaking out. And, oh, he was brilliant. Best flight ever. That, that is my best flight I've ever yeah, had. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I was just going. You just, want that guy on every flight. That oh would make God, it fun. Oh, my God, I loved him. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> oh. His little cap on. Cute. He was really cute. That's a good way to end it, I think. Yeah. So we did say we were going to do movies this week, but because we're travelling, we're uh, here down here in Bellingen, um, we did travel. So. I can, yeah, and it's hard to think of movies you like. I have to we'll really think of do something Because there's a shitload of movies I hate. Most of the ones I start watching. There's got to be a few good there's ones. There's ones I really We'll do like. movies next yeah, week. We'll do it next week. And we might even, um, we, we might even prepare. <laughs> all right, we're going to go. We hope you're all. We hope you're all well, and um, we'll see you next week. We well, we will. We won't see you. We we'll see you in our verbal form. Yeah, we will. Okay, bye everyone. See ya. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you like us, like oh. us for real. Yeah, hit the like button. That'd be lovely for wherever you listen to us. And hey, when you listen to us, you hear the really gorgeous music, our intro and outro music from Simon and Guyan. So thanks to them too. Yeah, thanks to them. And um, keep on listening and we'll talk to you next week. See, See you then. Like a-